Good morning, everybody. Last week we started, or we ended with this, and this week we're starting with this song, so please join. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back, I know you are near And I will fear no evil For my God is with me And if my God is with me Whom then shall I fear? Whom then shall I glorious light beyond all compare and there will be an end to these troubles until that day comes we'll live to know you're here on the earth and I will fear no evil for my God is with me and if my God
Amen. Yes, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. I was said, I was, I was told, let us, let's be happy. Let's have a good, you know, I've been sick all week. And today I feel like a million, you know how good that feels after you've been sick and then you feel good again? I'm ready to go. I am, I really am. I can't remember what I'm supposed to say, but I'm ready to go. Yeah. Reminds me of my president. <laughs> okay, there we go, all right. Okay, now let's see. You know, this week has been a tough week, speaking of being ill. Right, Jill? Yeah, Dick is in the hospital. He's been in the hospital since Wednesday. Do you want to just share a little update fast? Been in the hospital since Wednesday, 3 o'clock in the morning. Started throwing up, couldn't keep anything down. Spike fever, big miles, gets sick. He can be violently ill, and he gets up the next morning. Where are you going? He goes, I'm going to work on the Not this time. I can put him down. He's a little worried, 103.6. I said, this is not. He went to the ER. Viral meningitis. So we pray for Dick. Yes. Pray for Dick this morning. And Jill. Yeah, we got you covered. Okay. All right. You bet, Jill. We'll start with the word of God. And we got the is the screen working? Half of it is, some of it is. Boy, we got Craig back there. He knows what he's doing. There we go. All right. All right. That's all right. Yeah. You can turn it all off and turn it back on, maybe, Craig. This could be a wonderful morning. Yeah, that's all right. There we go. See, there we go. There we go. All right. See? Oh, boy. Somebody knows what they're doing. Thank you, Craig. Okay. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we ask this day, send your spirit to us, enliven us. We have difficulties. We have troubles. We pray for Dick, for Jill during this time. We think of Lisa. We think of Carol Mending. We think of Bob. All of us have things that we fight and, and struggle with, but yet you come with your grace and your love today for sure by way of your word to pick us up, to inspire us that we might live our lives to your glory and purpose. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, another word we have from 1 Peter, the fifth chapter. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, 
because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Nothing to hold on to. Great song. I love this song. This song is simple and repetitive, but as we're singing it, feel the words because this is all about what life has to be, is giving it all to God and knowing that he is in control and he is doing exactly through us what needs to be done. There's 
song. I hope that's your prayer. Today's message is Changes That Matter, Breaking the Cycle. It's a two-parter. This week and then next week is the second part. All of us can easily get caught up in a cycle, in a routine. We are creatures of habit. We're habitual. And sometimes the routine or cycle that we have found ourselves in it's not going well. It's not good. It's not right. We don't like it. We are not happy with it. For example, it's easy to get lost in ourselves so much that we don't see the needs of others. We ignore the needs of other people. We are not thinking about other people. It's not that we would say that we plan to do this. Not at all. But that just seems to be the way it ends up. People are hurting, and we pass them by, by habit. It's just the way we become. It's what this world can do to us. And we don't have our eyes open about how we can really make a difference for somebody else, and, which is our calling, I think, as Christians, I think, right? making a difference, and sometimes it's happening in our very own families, in our own homes, and that's when it's really bad. It's like the song, 21st Time. It goes like this. Wasted it all. His face is a photograph burned in my mind, but I pretend not to see him for the 21st time. He sleeps under stars, it's all he can afford. His blankets and old coat, he's had since the war. Stands on the corner of Carter and Vine 
But I pretend not to see him for the 21st time He may be a drifter, he's grown old and gray But what if he's Jesus and I walk away I say I'm the body and drink of the wine But I pretend not to see him for the 21st time She's 29, she's 48 She can't raise three kids on minimum wage She's crying in the back of the welfare line But I pretend not to see her for the 21st time She may be a stranger trying to get through the day But what if it's Jesus and I walk away I say I'm the body and drink of the wine But I pretend not to see her for the 21st time For a change in my heart I realize that I've not been doing my part When I needed a savior I found it in him He gave to me Now I'll give back to them Drifter, stranger, daughter or son I'll look for Jesus in everyone Cause I am the body and drink of the wine And I'm thankful there's more than the 21st time there's a cycle in our life that needs to change. It needs to be different. It needs to be dealt with. We need to wake up and see how insensitive we are. Be more understanding. Be more patient. Be more compassionate. More loving. I'm not saying that is the way it is with you. But what I am saying is that we can become very blind to this cycle that we end up getting caught up in that we fall into. And if we would just see, there is not a doubt in my mind that we would want to change that and break the cycle because we know it, it can't be right. So let's get at some of this and do it by first saying, we end up having a lot of bad habits because of selfishness. Because of selfishness, we have bad habits. We get lost in those <laughs> habits. Truth is, certain things have got us. And they are controlling us. They are leading us in directions we don't want to go. We don't want to be there. We don't see it. 
But when we do come to see this reality, I believe that we are inclined to change because we know it is not good for us. It's not good for our loved ones. We want to get out of that rut and we want to get involved in a different way with our life. Is that the way it is with you? Is that what you see happening maybe to you today as you sit here? Do you want to rise above the temptation to be less than what you think you, you could be, what you should be? Then the message today, I tell you, it's a message for you. Good thing you came. Good thing you're here. For more than a month now, we have been talking about change. Well, actually, we started the whole year with it. It seems like it's forever. Are we ever going to change? <laughs> and I would imagine by now you're probably saying to yourself, at least I hope some of you are saying to yourself, well, I, I'm beginning to feel like I should change. <laughs> I want to change. I am going to change. But the truth is, when you look at yourself, you're frustrated because it hasn't happened. You seem to be stuck. You keep falling back into the same old, same old. What's going on? Nothing seems to work. Why? Why do you keep doing the things that you know are bad for you? Not good for your marriage? Not good for your kids? Not good for your friendships? For your life? They're certainly not helpful to the behavior that you really see for yourselves as having. It's good and right. Why aren't the good intentions rising to the surface? Why aren't they making the difference? You really want to change a number of things, but it's just not happening. Well, first place, good intentions are never enough for real change. It takes a whole lot more than just an outward expression. It takes more than, than good intentions, more than saying, I'm going to do it. You see, de desire for change can only create a new cycle, perhaps, that is not any better than the old cycle that you were caught up in. It sort of goes like this. Good intentions, failure, guilt. Good intentions, failure, guilt. And you're stuck in that rut, the same old, same old. What good is that? A terrible cycle to live in. Secondly, why should you be any different than the Apostle Paul? What is it that Paul said, remember? The good that I want to do, I don't do. The evil that I shouldn't do, that's what I end up doing. Wretched man that I am, what a mess is my life. Well, welcome to the club. Welcome to the human race, right? Today, though, I want to tell you that there is hope. There is hope to go beyond that, and I want to take your expression for change, your good intentions, your desires for changing to the next level if you're ready to do that. Are you ready to do that? So grab a hold of those good intentions, if you please will, and let's go. And I'm not talking about changing the little things. I'm talking about getting at the big stuff, the big stuff with the stubborn, persistent, lifelong temptations that keep bringing you down into your valley of despair. The good news that God calls me to share with you today is that God holds out to you a pathway toward freedom. That's got to be wonderful news if you will accept that. A pathway toward freedom. And the first step on this path is coming to grips with you. It's coming to grips with yourself. What I am saying is, is that you are you. And you need to understand yourself. There are certain things that tempt you 
and certain things that don't tempt you, and every one of us is different. We're made in different ways. We fall in different ways. So what is it that really gets you? When does it get you? Where does it get you? Where are you at when it gets you? Who are you usually with when you see yourself falling into that pit? In other words, I want you to recognize the pattern of temptation that maybe is yours for your own falling. Somebody else already knows that pattern of temptation. Did you know that? It may surprise you who it is. It's the devil. He's real. Evil is real. You heard the reading this morning about the devil, a roaring lion. He's prowling about. He knows you. He knows your vulnerability. He knows how you tick, how you operate. Do you? Do you? Avoiding the truths about yourself, well, the devil's always going to be one step ahead of you. And you see, that's what you need to be one step ahead of him. It would be wise then, from a human point of view, I would think, it would be wise to figure out your pattern of temptation and understand it very, very well. And there is one thing in particular you need to ask yourself. You need to ask, what temporary benefits do I receive when I give in to what is bringing me down? When I am impatient, when I am yelling and screaming, what's the benefit? When I am taking advantage of somebody else, what really is the benefit? When I say, give me another drink, and then give me another one after that. You see, there's always a payoff for giving in to the things that you so much want to change about yourself. Listen, nobody would sin if it were a bummer. In Hebrews, it says this. It says, there is pleasure in sin. That is so true. That's not a lie. It's fun. Sinning is fun. If it were an electrical shock, like I used to give my dog in training her, no one would want to go there. But the charge you get from sin turns you on. It doesn't turn you off, at least not at first. Listen to the full passage of Hebrews. I didn't read the whole thing. It says, there is pleasure in sin for a short time. <laughs> there you go. For a short time. The fun doesn't last. The thrill goes away. The temporary fun is there, but with long-term pain long-term consequences. Our problem is short-term thinking and long-term denial. And we need to bring that to the front of our brain. Right? That's the reality of things. What is it about this habitual thing that has caught up to you and makes it so attractive to you to head in that direction? The comfort that you feel? What is it? The release that you get? The, 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 the feeling of confidence that you gain about feeling you are so special and you deserve this or you deserve that. <coughs> Understand yourself. Face what is going on in you. That's where you need to begin. Look into the mirror. Let me help you. There you go. 
Look into the mirror. See? This is Lent. This is what Lent is all about. Looking into the mirror. You say, oh, oh, oh no, no, Lent's all about Jesus and going toward the cross. Yeah, but look and see what put Jesus on the cross. That's where we need to begin in Lent, looking at ourselves. Next, ask yourself, what, what are the emotional triggers? The emotional triggers, the conditions that set the stage for this habit that I want to change about myself. Does it all start happening when I get frustrated? When I feel ill? When I find myself bored? When I feel disgusted? Lonely? Abused? Stressed out? What is the trigger? You need to know the triggers that set everything off. The devil does. And let me tell you, he's going to take advantage of every one of those things that he knows about you. Believe me, he wants to get you there. So all I am saying is know the conditions in your life that make you fall into being less than what you know you really want to be or what you should be. Know the conditions. And there's something else even more important. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, above all else, guard your heart for it affects everything that you do in your life. Guard your heart. You see, if you want to make a lasting change in your life, you must start on the inside, not on the outside. Not by focusing on the behavior, not by focusing on your willpower, your strong points, not in focusing on your emotions, but focus on those things that cause your emotions. That is, on the inside. You need to take an x-ray of your heart. Will you do that? The doctor says, you need to have a colonoscopy. Oh yes, I know, but you never do. You keep putting it off. Will you please allow for me to help you with an x-ray of your heart right now? Well, let's just do that. Join me in a personal examination of yourself, if you will. Turn to your bulletins, if you will. If you'll notice on the inside of the bulletin, you can see it there. I want you to look at that. If you are saying to yourself, I'm not going to do this, your heart x-ray is failing already. Notice zero to four in the center of each category, and I'll show you how this all works by first looking at your physical condition. This could be a real eye-opener for you. Believe me, I'm, trust me, if you'll just be honest with yourself along the way, I think this can really help. You will total up the results at the end, and I will interpret all of that for you. So, first one involves, you, you need a pen or a pencil. You can pick one up there in the front of your pew, there's one. You know, you can find one. Get a pencil. Now, you can probably do this in your head, but I would suggest you participate in this way. The first one involves your physical condition. Look at yourself. Am I physically exhausted in my life, or am I energetic and in shape? So here's how it works. If you feel totally exhausted here this morning, then give yourself a zero if you're at that end of the scale. If you're perfectly in shape with a lot of energy like me today, Give yourself a four. Circle the number. So take the pencils or pen, whatever it is. And remember, if you choose not to participate, you lose five points right off the bat. 
Now, next, how about your emotional condition? Am I emotionally discouraged in my life? Pessimistic about, do I find myself being a whiner to people? A whiner about this or that? You know, so that you would circle then, if I'm an optimist with a positive attitude and very encouraged to move on in my life ahead of everything, you know, I think of Lisa. Lisa's not here this morning. She's having a rough week. She would definitely, under physical condition, put a zero down. I'm sure. Her cancer, her treatment of that, things are not going well for Lisa. Her pillow's there, but not Lisa. But I've never seen anybody so positive in my entire life. I've never seen anybody so trusting and caring and looking for what God is going to do than Lisa. And so she gets a zero and then she gets a four. How about mentally? Am I right now bored and discontent? I don't mean with this sermon. I mean with your life. Are you bored and discontent? Or are you challenged? You feel challenged, content, filled with peace in your relationships, in your job, in your career? Circle. How about spiritually? This is so important. Is my spiritual life dry and empty? Or is it growing and on the cutting edge? Do I feel like I'm, I'm fire? Do I trust the fact that God is going to do some great things with me in my life? I just know he is. So which end of the spectrum are you at? Do you think God has deserted you? Or do you feel God close at hand? How about geographics? Geographics are really important because who we are near and who we are around makes a big difference. I remember when I went off to college, you know, at first I felt very much alone, but thank God, God led me to a college where there were people who really cared about other people. But at first, I was so vulnerable being away from home for the first time, off to Concordia College. I remember uh, the jewelry store window. I was looking at it, not because I had in mind of getting engaged, but just because I was looking in the window at the jewelry. And you know what I saw? I saw my face. I can't tell you. I remember that day to this very day. And I looked at myself. Alan, you are you. You're not part of a family anymore. You're all alone in Milwaukee. It was on 27th and Wisconsin. You're all alone. I had to take a close look at geographics. Am I distant from people that I really love and care about? Or am I near people that I love? That makes a big difference. So which end of the scale are you? And now self-worth. Self-worth. Do I feel secure about myself? Or am I a very insecure person about me? Do I doubt myself? Or am I confident? Zero to four. Some of you are allowing your spouse to fill out the paper today, right now. You're not doing it. I don't know if that's good enough. You cannot try to let your spouse do everything, but you need to have your own confidence too about who you are. What about hurt and pain in your life? Do you feel right now deeply wounded? Have you recently gone through a crisis? Is that where you're at? Or maybe it's a long-term kind of wound. It's a deep wound that just hasn't gone away. Or do you find yourself loved and supported, you know? 
You're not, you're not being feeling misunderstood. No, you're feeling like, boy, people care about me. Which end of the scale? Now connected with this is bitterness and anger and resentment. Is there that going on in you? Be honest with yourself, you know? Or are you giving it all to forgiveness and have some peace and moving on? Am I holding on to the hurt or am I giving it up? You know, some of us, we go through tough times in our life and we never get past it. For some reason, it's shaping our whole life into the future. It's making us what we don't want to be because we won't let it go. How about the happy-sad continuum? You know, am I sad most of the time or do I find myself happy? Where are you that way? One of the greatest blessings of my life is that I have a happy wife. I have a happy wife. I can get down sometimes, but she's always happy. She's always positive. Where are your moods? Where are they taking you? Happy? Sad. And lastly, do I feel alienated by those around me? Do I feel supported or unsupported? Am I fighting with my family, disturbed and building walls? Or am I at peace and close to my family? Do you feel distant and attached, or do you feel close and supported? I have chosen to be having close friends. I think Bunko is important. Not because of Bunko, but because I love people, and it's you. So add it all up, if you will. If you got all fours, your score is 40 because there are 10 questions. If you, if, you, if you have all zeros, then obviously your score is zero, so put a big fat zero right there on that piece of paper, okay? Add up your score. If you have 35 to 40, you are in pretty good shape. But if you are right now patting yourself on the back, deduct 10 points for arrogance and pride. You are in trouble all of a sudden. If you have 25 to 35, it tells you that you need to be careful because you are far more vulnerable to temptation than you at first thought you were. 15 to 25 points, you are in serious danger and have little protection going on for you in your life. You should be concerned. You're headed to a fall if something doesn't change. And some of these things can change. If you have less than 15, you are in a major crisis, and you may not even know it. You need to see a counselor. You need to talk to somebody. You need to be involved in a group of people that will care for you. You're not going to make it alone. You need someone to help. I definitely would suggest Bunko, hmm. at least to start. Now, let me ask you, knowing your score, the, here's the question. How long have you been that way? How long has this been going on? The more negative you have the zeros, the more on that side of things for the longer period of time, the more vulnerable you are going to find yourself to be for falling into these patterns of temptation and these triggers going off. You see, here's the point. This is all I'm making. The Bible says in Ephesians, don't give the devil a foothold. And I am just taking all of this very seriously. 
See, we all need to take this very seriously. You need to be mentally aware of where you are at in your life. You need to understand your own personal vulnerability. Any one of these conditions can be a foothold that will twist you and pull you and lead you to destruction, to fall. God doesn't want that to happen. And so God, he calls out to you to guard your heart. He is calling out to you to get in touch with what is happening in you and around you. At any point, at any foothold, you may start hearing that call for this habit that you want to break, that you want to get rid of. What you may not hear is that later, as you go forward with that habit, what you may not hear is that it is going to be painful and that there are going to be consequences. The benefits are short-lived. Guard your heart. Is that what you are doing? All I am saying is that the conscious level of a Christian should be this, right? That should be where we're at as God's people. Be on our guard. Peter said it. He said, be alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion ready to devour you. I'm just taking that as true. I'm taking the word of God true. Guard your heart. And this is the best way to do that, to really have this change that you long for in your life. Allow this truth about yourself to fall before God. I mean, like, take your life and put it before a cliff, vicariously, not really, and then just fall. Just fall. Let your life... Lean not to your own understanding, right? Fall, fall into the loving arms of God. Jesus said it this way, keep alert and pray, otherwise temptation will overpower you. I don't mean that you have to give the Gettysburg Address of prayers in your life. Just say a simple and honest prayer. Cry, help! Help me, Jesus! Help me, please! I want my life to be shaped by you. Have you done that? Help. Jesus said, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will save you. You know, that's what Jesus did, isn't it? That is what this whole Lenten season is all about that we have just begun. Jesus did save you. When you were thinking that you were a nothing, Jesus was thinking you are something. You are everything. When you are thinking you are nothing, Jesus was doing everything for you. And that's the big picture. Not just a temporary moment for your life, but the big picture for your life that God wants to keep going. Open up your eyes to the big picture. Allow your life to fade so that his life will be more of your life. Remember what St. Paul said, the good that I want to do, I don't do. The evil that I shouldn't do, that's what I end up doing. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then what does he say? Do you remember that? Thanks be to God who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul wants you to focus on in your life. He moved to fade out his life, his past, in order to welcome a new life in Christ that was filled with victory. He turned to see God. And that is what Paul did. And that is what he calls you to do today, to turn, to just turn around and see what God wants to give you. That is the full meaning of repentance, like this song. <clears throat>
All right. Me standing up here and doing this song is kind of crazy because this is a Miles song. And it was Miles' birthday yesterday. And uh, I thought of him right away when this sermon series came up and I saw that we were on. This is the only song that really, really, really hammers this so well. And uh, thinking about Miles, and uh, please sing along and enjoy this with me. On the side of the road Lost and beat up With nowhere to go Smells like a hangover From days ago He does what he can To survive Single mom With a dead end job 90 hour week With just gifts she's got But the spills head up And now she's gone She does what she can To survive let me say the love will take away the pain don't be afraid it'll never walk away if you're scared that you don't matter if you're lost and need to be found if you're looking for a savior Some turn to a bottle Some turn to a drug Some turn to another's arms But it seems like it's never enough Well, I won't say You will ever fail again There is grace To wash away your every sin If you're scared
It was as though we had Miles here today on his birthday. It was almost that good. Please be seated. Let me wrap this up. I know it's a continual battle. You know it is. I know it is. <coughs> it is called faith, people. Faith. <coughs> it is called living in faith, and it's called living by faith. faith. Faith puts temptation in its place because at the heart of faith is Jesus. God is seeking to strengthen your faith today as I bring this word to you from God himself. Will you affirm that faith? That's the starters. You know it is there, that faith. It's pulling at you. It's tugging you now. It's wanting to lead you and direct you. You know the path that it wants to take you down. But you're hearing another voice, I know. And it's not having anything to do with faith. And you've got to be aware of that by yourself. It's a change I'm talking about today. It comes from the inside, and it comes out. It's a change that doesn't focus on your temptation because it's too focused on something else. <coughs> Let God be that something else is all I'm saying. No wonder St. Paul said this. He said, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Then he said, remember this, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, right, honorable, and true, keep your thoughts on that. Boy, they should say that to each other at every wedding. Wouldn't that be nice? How true. So I say to you, look into the depths of God's love for you today in Christ. Focus on that. Focus on the magnitude of his forgiveness for you. There's plenty there for you. Let the reckless love of God be your salvation. And then you will find the power for change that you're looking for by way of the power of God's word to bring new life your way. You don't have to be lost in yourself. You can become lost in the amazing grace of God's love for you and change. Amen? Amen. So, so kind.
couldn't earn it I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away God, our Heavenly Father, you know us better than we know ourselves. What a great God you are. 
to be so compassionate and to be so loving that you give us the very best. You give us yourself. You give us your own son. You know our struggles and our difficulties, yet you do not leave us alone. We thank you for your word this morning that comes to our hearts. Let our hearts be shaped by your grace and your love, your forgiveness and your peace. Be with those who are suffering and struggling. We pray for Dick, for Lisa, for Bob, for Carol. We pray for Jackie, for Evelyn. We pray for all those who are on our hearts and minds today. Let your glory shine upon them that their lives might be strengthened and your love might be reinforced even as we pray. <coughs> Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with all of you always. Amen. Any announcements? Oh, Terry, yes. So, I just want to, this is a great sermon today. The Lake Country community, once again, has gone beyond dreams to help our homeless veterans. So last weekend, uh, we had our sleep off for veterans, all the sons there in the region, friends of the so many volunteers, so many participants. Right now, besides, I don't know if you were there on Saturday, you were seeing the truckloads of food and clothing that were taken away. And right now, on uh, one note, we are at $95,000. Oh, good. One more. It's Lent. Lead us to the cross. Lord, I lay me 
myself I belong to you Oh, lead me Lead me to the cross You were as I Tempted and tried Human The Word became flesh Bore my sin and death Now you're risen Everything I once held dear I count it all has lost lead me to the cross where your love poured out bring me to my knees lord i lay me down rid me of myself i belong to you who oh, lead me lead me to the cross God bless. Have a great week.